La Manga, in the region of Murcia, is located in the southeastern part of the Iberian Peninsula, just 75 kilometers south of Murcia's international airport. La Manga del Mar Menor is a strip of coastline 21 kilometers in length with a width of between 100 and 1200 meters. It extends from Cape of Palos to the natural park of Las Salinas in San Pedro del Pinatar. The climate is warm and dry. The average annual temperature is 18 degrees centigrade. During the summer months, the population can exceed 200,000. Yet during the rest of the year, it stands at about 10,000 inhabitants. So, hands up who wants to be in a Spanish uh, coastal resort uh, right now. I'll take it. Really? Only one? No one else? Uh, I've, got, I've got summer over here, so I think we're warmer than uh, there's any Spanish coastal resort at this stage. <laughs> yeah, it's not really sunny skies there. I mean, it's it's bright, but I don't think it's... I think it's quite chilly, I think. Mm. What was the getting high in Ibiza is better, I think, or whatever that song was. <laughs> It's, yeah. Is that I ri- took a pill in Ibiza, sorry. <laughs> you, took, you took a pill in Ibiza? There's a song called I Took a Pill in Ibiza. Hmm. What kind of pill was it, Keith? Uh, <laughs> I hope it's a happy pill for the next 13 games anyway. Let's hope so. Took a pill in Ibiza To show Avicii I was cool and when I finally got sober, felt ten years older, but fuck it, it was something to do. I'm living out in LA. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller because I made a million dollars and I spend it on girls and shoes. But you don't want to be high. Like Listen, what do you, what do you guys make of the um, this this statement by by Klopp saying that you know the the heavy winter uh, schedule you know wrecked havoc. Um, with with the team, uh, and especially with regards to how they progressed in the EFL Cup. Um, how how did you how did you read this? It, I, I, for me, I, I mean, I don't take it as an excuse. I mean, I take it as an explanation because uh, I don't think I don't think Klopp is one that is uh, that that uh, is ready to start offering up excuses. He does make some good points in here. Um, and I, there's also a, a comment here uh, from Red, Red Madness. He said he didn't complain about the fixture congestion. He merely stated the fact uh, that with his team in the state that it was at, it was at the time with injuries and players out of form, uh, the January schedule was hard to deal with, which which is which is fact. But um, how, how valid do you think? This this uh, this explanation is, and how much of it is uh, was was his own doing? Okay, I'll go there. I actually think mm-hmm. what 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 has happened is it it caught him by surprise. Yes, he was here for half a season last year, and I think the intensity of the prem, the physicality of the prem, has actually caught Klopp by surprise, and he realised the squad is actually not deep enough to actually withstand the rigors. And it's not an excuse, I just think it's a statement of fact that he thinks, wow, 
Okay, now I understand what the Prem is all about. I thought the squad was uh, was deep and strong enough to, to with, the, with the competitions that we're in, minus the European competitions, and I think it's caught him out a little bit. And, and I don't think it'll happen again. I think we will strengthen this summer. Once we've got all our players on the field, once they are all fit, I don't, there's not many teams that can stay with us, and that's been proved. Uh, but I think that winter schedule caught him out, and that is one of the reasons for the dip in form and the and the, the the amount of losses that we've suffered after that heavy schedule. Why would it Why would it have caught him out though? I mean, it's it, the schedules were all well yep, known. Not in advance. in there. I think you're right. Um, if you look over that period, too much happened in the in the too short a space of time to to cope with everything. Um, that said, uh, I think he could have done a couple of things better. Um, when it became clear that Markovic had no future um, in, in, in Portugal, well, why not get him in, have him play a couple of games and then say, okay, um, maybe we find a, a loan for you somewhere. Um, maybe you could do a job, you know, um, seeing how he played uh, against Arsenal. Uh, you can see there's a player in there. Um, maybe not the player, um, but but a player, and there's nothing wrong in getting a player in for uh, uh, that will do a job, and and maybe that job is six months uh, push on, and and say thank you, um, uh, have a good career somewhere else. Um, we tried that obviously with with Corker. Um, <laughs> well, that's maybe not the level that you need to look at, but um, quite sure that there's one or two players out there. You can get for for the next six months and say um, we need you to do this and this. Um, uh, we need you to add pace up front, or we need you to to stop shop at the back. Uh, we want you to tackle hard. We want you to run um, all those sorts of things and and and, and go for it. Um, I think he misjudged um, his team and uh, um, uh, the group behind the first. 13, 14, I think he misjudged them, um, and he will correct that in the summer. Vess? Well, I think the the fact that uh, the injuries of key players overlap with that conge- congested schedule also had a, a big impact on that uh, period, and uh, I mean, we knew Mane was going to leave for Africa, and uh, the last thing we needed was Coutinho to get injured and stay missing for for a month and a half, and Matip as well, and Henderson as well. Then Klein was missing for a few games. It's just too many players in key positions. In, in, in a very congested schedule it's uh, I agree with Keith that that the intensity of the league has caught him a bit by surprise but I think there was also an amount of bad luck there too so uh, as for not uh, doing anything with Markovic right now I think that he he talked about Klopp talked about uh, not wanting to find solutions for to to bring in a player for for I don't know a week or two or a month 
and uh, yeah, he said six weeks. Yes, in the absence of Mane, that was the case. Hmm. Yeah, he said it. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I think he thought it wiser to to send Markovic away for the rest of the season immediately, and not because he felt he obviously felt that he didn't didn't need another player for the rest of the season once this congested period passes and once those players return from international duty or injuries so that's about it and i but i agree also with keith about what he said that he will strengthen the squad for for uh, for the next season there's no doubt about it with europe coming probably and so definitely christian why okay uh yeah do you don't you the excuse the so it's not say excuse but say what Keith was saying about um uh Klopp being caught up yeah Klopp was being surprised do you think i mean i don't think this league is going to be uh, come as a surprise to him i mean he would have known all these fix all this fix all these fixtures okay uh he would have known he would have known it they're all up front there um and and then of course if you're going to do well in a competition you are going to have to play more games so how how do you reconcile these two things should it have caught him out is that really a valid thing to say he caught, it caught him the character of this league premier league um compared to the bundesliga that caught him by surprise last year and i don't have to just make a statement because klopp admitted him admitted it himself it caught him by surprise and he he said repeatedly he has to learn but this year that I think um, uh, Keith is not exactly right here because I think Klopp was, um, he was aware of what was coming up. And um, of course he was, did not expect the, the all, all over ne- negative results all over the place. And um, everything went wrong. And do you all remember just lately this, this uh, Henderson meeting, which Adam Lalana spoke about and... Um, um, that I think it was Jordan Henderson who said, um, we let ourselves down, we let the manager down, and we let the fans down. So it was the fixture list. Yeah, um, of course, Klopp did everything to protect the players and to preserve their strength. But in the case of the EFL semi-final, yeah, he sensed a trophy and fielded all the best players 45 hours after the, the last league game. You remember? And even that failed. So everything went wrong. And then some, yeah, some sloppiness came from the player as well, players as well. So everything come to, came together. Absence of Monet, continue not fit or injured, and so on and so on and so on. And everything went wrong. Christian, but then if you, if you, what you've just said there actually backs up what I've just said. Can you imagine if Monet was injured as well as out, we would have been short of that speed we don't have a replacement for Mane. Uh, I just, I just feel that we didn't have enough depth, uh, and I, I, I just feel the injuries and the and the, the fixture list uh, over the December period tired the players out more than Klopp realised, and that more is the dip of form. These same players now are performing when they have a full week's rest. I just, uh, I, I honestly think. He, he still underestimated the physical demands of the Prem. You know, he only came in for half mm. a season the last time. Now he's had a full season. I think I'll be very surprised if he gets caught out again. 
but I do yeah. still think he, 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 he actually still underestimated because he never went through that Christmas fixture list the last time. He only came in right at the end of that. I get I, your point. I, I also think he underestimates the stupidity of the lower teams. Um, they will never, ever play football against you, which um, which will never happen in, in the German league. Um, even the relegation teams are trying to win a game, are um, trying to progress, trying to get better. Um, and teams in England, they just don't. All they care about is getting to those X points, and then uh, and then and then they'll fuck off uh, uh, into the summer. Um, when they're safe, they're safe. They won't they won't do anything else. Um, it's it's it, it's such a different league compared to any other league in the world. Um, and I think he really hoped that teams would play uh, uh, more football coming with the better players coming in the league. And all they do, the the Pulis is, and the um, uh, you know uh, the Fat Sams and everybody, all they do is just buy better versions of the shit players. They always want to play shit football, so now all they do is play shit football at a higher level. It's all it's all it is, and uh, I think it's 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 one of those things that also caught him by surprise. Um, on top of that. Um, We've been quite unlucky. Um, we took Burnley a lot harder than it should have been, given that they're the best home record in Europe. Um, and then, uh, you know, 20 crazy minutes against Bournemouth on a bad day, that can happen. I think it's preventable, you know, but it can happen. And and we played two relegation teams that, um, that bought in well, got in a good two good managers um, so they called us out um, you know that happens so it's, it's, it's really not that bad it's just that we threw uh, both cups in, in such a short amount of time um, that hurt us the most you know, if we if we would have progressed against Wolves um, it would nobody would have felt that bad right I mean just to put this in further uh, context so this report or this um, so-called discussion came as a result of him talking about this chat that he had with uh, Conti, um, and he said he he spoke he, talk, he spoke to Conti uh, 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 for twenty-five good, minutes. Twenty-five minutes, and he said that yep. um, that they could play the same thirteen, fourteen players all the time, and he said that's the big difference. And he said that in December. Uh, we we Liverpool missed players and did not have the best schedule, uh, and from the end of the year, thirty first of December to the second of January, you could see the difference uh, physically. So, the fact is that uh, Liverpool did play more matches than any other club in the winter period. So we played, I think, a total of fifteen games. Okay, over a two month period, we played fifteen games. Uh, this is uh, this compared to Chelsea. Uh, this is three more games. So Chelsea played 12. Uh, we played uh, 15. Now, uh, one of those games was actually the FA Cup rematch against Plymouth. Okay? Because we, we drew... There was rem- Remember that home, home draw against Plymouth, which is mm-hmm. really not really fun to watch. Okay? And, we've, and we played a lot of second-string well, players. 
but uh, but correspondingly, uh, correspondingly, uh, the Chelsea reserves they demolished P- uh, Peterborough, Peterborough four one in their corresponding fixture. So there was a kind of like a self inflicted wound there. Okay, now the the extra the remaining extra matches were basically the back to back zero one loss to Southampton in the EFL Cup semis. Okay, which Chelsea had exited two rounds previously. Okay, so basically, if you're talking about say in the, in the context of this where this um, report came in uh, with this with this conversation that he had with Conti between Chelsea and the number of matches that Chelsea, additional matches that Chelsea played and versus Chelsea, uh, what Liverpool played, you talk about 180 additional minutes, 180 minutes. Okay, that's the difference there. Okay, so. That's the difference in terms of the additional uh, demand um, on, on the on the player, on the players. Now, on the second point about um, squad depth, okay, um, we can understand that he, uh, Klopp is focused on trimming uh, the fat from the squad in preparation for a campaign that didn't have European uh, uh, competition. Uh, but the fact is, in the league, the uh, we have actually uh, f- featured 17 outfield players for 90 minutes or more. 17. And Chelsea have used 16. So there's a negligible difference there as well. And yet, Liverpool have been unable to keep up with Chelsea in 2017. And uh, obviously, the fixture congestion, you could say, is a contributing factor, but not altogether the, the the main reason and um, I'm not so sure um, I, I think as you said about um, you know sending Markovic out on loan uh, I could see from from a perspective of say okay there's a gap in the in the squad uh, depth at the moment uh, and let's go and buy a player or let's go and loan a player so that's that's one option. But the other option is Markovic is already our player. He's on our books. Yes. <laughs> so what, it's, a bit diff- it's, a di- it's a bit different perspective. I mean, he, he, he's, he couldn't succeed at his, at his loan club and he's coming back now. Uh, he, he, he's, he, is, he belongs to us anyway. So why send him out again and seeing now that there is a gap in the, in the squad? Because once the, this crisis passes, he wouldn't play. He, he would again be out. So, I think the, the whole point of sending out Markovic on loan in the first place was to give him game time. Obviously, it didn't work, work at Sporting, so they, that, that's why they brought him back. So, there, there would be no point in, in Markovic developing, in terms of him developing as a player, to, to stay here and not play. He would play... A, for these five six weeks, and then what? Then yeah, he, he would be out. So hopefully, we'll have another six points. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. If that's if, not not what Klopp was thinking about at, at the time. If if I the case he of more, he was thinking more about Markovic developing as a player than the immediate contribution to to the points to the table. And uh, regarding uh, what you said about uh, us not being able to, to keep up with Chelsea, 
in 2017. Uh, I just want to say, I think I've said this in one of the previous forecasts, but but uh, I, I need to say it again. Uh, I'm sure that Chelsea would not be where they are if they had a period of a month and a half without Azar, Costa, Kante and Cahill. Because basically, that's the situation we were in without Matip, Henderson, Coutinho and Mane. This, so, I'll take it one step further than that and think about it if everybody can think about it. Diego Costa scores the ugly goals. He gets in people's faces, he upsets people, he, get, he gets into the box and he somehow manages to score. And I think that has been the difference between Liverpool and Chelsea at this stage. We haven't got those. Uh, we've scored beautiful goals. Uh, but we haven't got somebody that scores the ugly ones, gets in there, gets in people's faces, upsets people, you know, bites and pulls and fouls and, and just gets the job done. <laughs> and that's what Costa does for Chelsea. We don't have somebody like that to get in people's faces. No, don't mention biting, please. <laughs> <laughs> we should not forget that this is neither Markovic, not uh, say a Diego Costa is the final solution. We, we very often had no balls played into the box at all. And Markovic does not make the whole team going. And again, I would like to draw your attention or, yeah, point, um, mention again this, this interview statement. Yeah, we let our manager down, we let the players, our, us players, and we let the fans down. So there was a lack of commitment from the team in that period, an increasing lack of commitment. And, I mean, you've all been watching that I have not seen a single of those matches and I've I've seen all of them and I cannot remember one of those matches where we had a disappointing result where the team um, fully committed themselves to the game so it was from my point of view from what I saw um, that was always part partially lack of commitment and if you don't commit yourself fully to the game, and Eric is wrong on what he said with the Bundesliga, we have a lot of teams um, in, and already had them in the past who parked the bus and sit extremely deep and did nothing else but uh, uh, smashing the ball out of, out of the box somehow. Um, we have exactly the same here. And uh, Dortmund and Bayern and all those big teams had to find solution against them. But that is if you don't fight to get into the box and make the, the move a little bit earlier to be the first on the ball and score if you don't commit yourselves fully to that job then you lose first of all you don't score and then you you you, you catch a counter and then all of a sudden yeah you have to chase the game and yeah and it doesn't work i i i i, I don't buy what you're saying Vez. i don't buy it because as i said it was not a decision where he needed to go and buy or loan a player yeah the player belonged to us. Markovic belonged to us. So if, if you're saying that, is yeah, okay, it's only a matter of because of this moment that he needs to tide over and, okay, and Markovic may play for this period and then after that he won't play anymore, then if that's what, is, let's say if I go with that, okay, so what that tells me then on a, on a, on a reading between the lines is that actually it doesn't matter Markovic has no future in Liverpool. He doesn't. Yeah, even even, doesn't, even yeah. so, even even if he doesn't have it, or maybe even more so, when he hasn't, why do you care whether he plays ten, twenty games? 
or 40 minutes for you and does a job where you get more points on the board. It's, it's going to be extremely tight with Markovic able to come in for uh, Mane against uh, Bournemouth. We don't lose that game. That's two points more. Why did we lose the Bournemouth game? Is because Mane went off. All our counter-attacking threat went away and they could commit more bodies forward. If we had another threat coming in, in, in the form of, of Markovic's pace, and yeah, he is no Mane, but he's still, he's quick, and you bring him in, um, they can't commit that many boy, uh, 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 bodies forward, um, and you've got a genuine threat on the counter. We've seen that against Arsenal, that's what he's capable of. So that basically means you don't lose that game, so you get two points or three points more even. Um, if you put three points more, we're second. It's not. It's not Eric. that tight. It's that tight. So, yeah. if if you think he isn't, uh, I I couldn't get the player that I wanted. Um, Ojo isn't doing the job that I I wanted him to do. Uh, he is not doing enough. He needs to do more. Um, hold on. Here's a lad. He can maybe do something. Um, I'll throw him in for two, three, four games, and. It's been the games against Plymouth, against Wolves. Those are the games where you can play and see how he does. And he, Because he doesn't have a future. Fine. So play him, let him do a job here, and then fuck him off in the summer. The three, four million, um, he may be get, uh, you might get less for him because he hasn't played a lot. Um, well, Champions League gets you a lot more money. Hmm. But Eric, I thought he had. Honest. I thought he had a place. Sorry, uh, uh, Christian. Yep. I thought he had a place in the cups. It was perfect vehicle for him, with uh, Ojo injured, to to give him a run out in the cups as well. Yeah, thought so too. Uh, I, mm, I'm just finding. Sorry, Christian. Go ahead. Um, I I think that um, Jurgen and his team have already answered the question and. Um, I'm, I don't want to deny um, Markovic any sort of skills. He's, I'm, I'm sure he's a very highly skilled player, but I think um, Jürgen and his team did not see him valuable enough for us. He didn't see a, a didn't they didn't see a real um, added value in in getting him back from the loan, from the well, from the loan club. It. Well, they got it wrong. Well, he, he, he did well. He's, he's doing well right now. I mean, he's, he's well, shown, he's shown, yeah. He's shown now that uh, Klopp got it wrong. They saw it wrong. And there's, there's, I'm not saying um, we need to, to fire Klopp because of he made a mistake, but he made a mistake there. There's no denying it. Well, I think he did. A moment, of just a moment. Markovic had severe problems here. He was not. The few minutes I saw him in, the, in, the, in the, um, the few games he played for us, he was not really in the game. He was, uh, yeah, he was a, a side note person. Yeah, He's, he showed a, a glimpses of his skills, but he was he was never really in the game. And then he went to I think Sporting. Yeah. yeah. And he failed disastrously. And now he's doing very well. Okay, now he's doing well. Yeah, but all the time earlier, unfortunately, he did not perform. Well, Christian, that's very unfair. That, that was very unfair because Markovic always came on sort of in the second half with all the youngsters. 
he never really started in a strong lineup where he could have showcased his skills. So I always felt in pre-season, and also it's pre-season, I felt in pre-season he wasn't really given a fair shake. Now, whether that's because he didn't show in training, we'll never know. But let's face it, Klopp's not immune to making mistakes, and I think he's made a few mistakes throughout the season in terms of his substitution, in terms of people that he's used and people that he hasn't used. So... It's also a learning curve for him, so let's see. But let's not let's not kid ourselves. He is not perfect, and he has made a few mistakes. And let's yeah, hope right. that he can correct those mistakes next year, and with the running this year as well. Yes, and he will still keep on making mistakes. He's a human being, absolutely. And you are right. Markovic came on mostly in the second halves. Yeah, with the reserves. When see the spark was not really there anymore in the games. Maybe. Yeah. That's correct. You're right. I, I don't think that's yeah. entirely correct. If we are talking about the, the, the whole period Markovic has been at Liverpool. Because uh, in his first season, if you remember, he was an important part of that starting lineup yep. in, in yep. that uh, experiment by Rogers with the three at the back. He played that wing back. And he was quite decent in those games. And before, even before that, uh, uh, Rogers experimented also. <laughs> if experimented, <laughs> <laughs> he created a Frankenstein, you know. If, if Frankenstein if is the right word, but uh, once or twice he did actually put Markovic on uh, in his right position. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and he was good. Yeah. If you remember, um, I think it was. I like him. I like I, him as a player, I really do. I think it was against Sunderland, he was even man of the match. He scored the winning goal. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah, uh, that's right. So, it's not as if he, he never showed anything uh, for Liverpool. He did, but... Why, uh, why did he walk out, he of the, out of the squad? That season, 14-15, uh, he, was, he played the wing-back position, then Rogers reverted to the four-at-the-back system, and he actually started bringing him in in the second half as a fullback. Right. And that's something yeah. that I, I think, I personally think that Markovic, he wasn't having any of it anymore. When like summer Mourinho. came, I think he had a, a chat with Rogers and told him that he didn't want to play there anymore. So what happened? Rogers sent him out to Fenerbahce, <laughs> I think it was. Okay. And then... That's that's where it all went downhill for him. He constantly got injured yeah. while in turn, and then he didn't make the most of the summer when Klopp arrived in the, the that that preseason period, and he went on another loan, which but, didn't work. Out. One question I, I have because I don't know Markovic as as much as you do, yeah. Because I know I don't know his earlier days at Liverpool. He, you said he performed very well, but as a fullback, is it correct? Or as no, a, yeah, no, playing no, a wing position, wing, wing back. As a wing, wing back. back, he, he yeah, played yeah. in a three similar situation as a pretty similar situation as Chelsea is playing now. How Moses is is coming along, he's basically doing the same job. Yeah, yeah, so that's he, fact, he, he. He supports attacks, or he supported attacks. But not as a winger, but just like Nathaniel Klein who tries to put a cross in or something? Yeah, basically that. And also he had a lot of defensive duties. And uh, that very much limited his attacking contribution. 
Yeah. I remember that, I think... that League Cup game against Chelsea. He did brilliant, brilliantly in, in stopping Azar. He was always okay. matched up against Azar and he always stopped him, but he couldn't go forward. He couldn't do anything in attack because he mm. always had to stay back and watch for Azar. So, yeah. I think if the manager uses Markovic right, there's a good player there. I've always liked the lad. I think his vision is, he's got great vision. He's got a great eye for the pass. He's speed. He's got great speed. He's got great skill. I just think the kid hasn't had a decent shot in the, his preferred position where a manager has faith in him that he can actually grow into that position and settle into that position. I just felt he's got the sort of the short end of the stick at Liverpool at this stage. Well, it mm. seems it seems that um, I, I'm, for me, I, I don't think Klopp is going to count on him at all. I don't think he's going to be here much longer. But that's not the wing, just a wing back that we're talking about. We're also talking about a particular fullback here, and that's Moreno once again. Um, you know, he Ex- could have yeah. used him. The ghost of Marina. Yeah, he could have used Klopp. Could have used him uh, instead of um, Milly, who who's kind of went off the boil towards the end there. Uh, and just to get that extra injection of pace, but he never really brought him on, other than in some of the, you know, in the cup games with the. I'm just going to move on from this topic, okay? Hmm? Um, there is a there. There was a piece on uh, that was written by ba- uh, Base Tune to Red, uh, stating that Liverpool are the worst of the top six when it comes to defeating a parked bus. Um, very nicely uh, stat uh, kind of um, supported uh, article. And very well argued as well, and basically it shows that you know of of the of the top top six current top six teams um, we've f- uh, fared the worst uh, in terms of um, you know how how to defeat teams uh, that come to play with a low block. Now I'm not going to talk so much about this article uh, so much as per one of the comment here by T Bone One Eight Seven. Um, he he basically responded to this piece. He said, "Hardly surprising when there are basic strategies that can be employed that we fail to do against a low block." Uh, he said, "Quick transitioning from one wing to the next in order to stretch the opposition, getting in behind to the byline and looking for cutback passes into the box, forcing free kicks in dangerous areas, dribbling in the box, etc., etc." Okay, but at the end he says, "I'd like to see us employ a rugby tactic." kick the ball out of touch, high up the pitch, deep into the opposition box to allow them a throw-in and then employ our high press. We work incredibly well off the ball, so I don't see why not. Redefine the game if we have to. What do you think of this so-called rugby tactic? Um, what we what, what we did is early in the seasons, we, we, were, um, we were impatient <coughs> enough. And Klopp stated several times that we needed to be cooler, we needed to be more patient, um, all, all those things. And at some point, um, we lost our directness. Uh, we didn't play it fast enough. We didn't play it with enough penetration. Um, nobody making the runs in behind or, or making the runs out wide. And we, I think we basically kept too silent or too slow or too patient um, I think the Sunderland game is is, um, is pretty valid uh, as, a, as an example there, you know for, for 60 minutes or something, we were slow, um, Sunderland were shit, but we were very very slow um, and, and at some point 
uh, when Klopp uh, got the crowd in action, brought on Origi to try and force something. Um, you know, we picked up the pace. We did the same things, like switching the balls from side to side, um, but we did it with intent. We did it with with a purpose. Um, and suddenly we looked like a team that could break down a bus and, and we win that game. Um, I think it was 2-0. Um, but we've forgotten how to do that. Right. I so, had a yeah, few, uh, t- 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 few weeks right. ago. It's, it's, it's the way you need to do it. Um, we just didn't. A few weeks ago, I had I had a very similar idea. Pressing very close or inside the box. Why not doing this when we are so good at that? And, um, you, you know, when, when a defense is set, um, everything is good as long as there's no panic created in, in the box because the first ball is lost and several defenders try to yeah kick it out of the box and the first one misses it and you have a all of a sudden you have a situation of panic yeah what to do and if you are quick and aggressive in in, in those situations where it's not entirely clear who's in possession um that is where the defense is in some sort of disarray and and to use these opportunities to attack win the ball there and right away have a have a chance to score I mean, that's, uh, I think, a very important point. But, um, yeah, D-Bone has, exp- has, has said it extremely well, I think. Yeah, it's a bit like rugby tactics. It's exactly what we do all over the pitch, except for their own box. But as I said before, I think it was our, our disappointing results were at least to some uh, 30% or, or more um, due to lack of commitment. If we commit ourselves fully to the game, and you all will remember, whenever we have really uh, gone for it, we always had some sort of a satisfying result. At least a draw against Chelsea or Tottenham or, or United, but we were never really disappointed with those games regarding our play. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't really agree with you there, Christian. Um, I thought we played really, really well for 70 minutes against uh, Bournemouth. We really played them off the park. Um, they had absolutely nothing, and then we gave it away in a, in a in a in a twenty minute fluke. Against Swansea, we weren't bad. We really weren't that bad. Um, the Wolves, we were shit. Um, what was the other one? Hull, Hull, we were shit. But Swansea, we were we were good. We weren't really that bad. Uh, Klopp said it today, yesterday. He said it as well. You know, it wasn't great. But it wasn't that bad. Um, we just gifted a few fluke goals, and, and that's something that we seem to keep doing. Um, but it really wasn't that bad. The commitment's there. Um, but you can't always play on, on the 110%. Um, we've we've um, rotated too much within the team um, from positions, Lalana going forward. Uh, we tore our entire our entire axis. We tore it apart, and we shouldn't have done that. You know, we when Coutinho and Mane uh, went, we should have just played Wilson. Um, you know, get a winger on uh, because we had one replace one with the other. Now we took uh, Firmino out wide. Coutinho wasn't there, so suddenly you've got two new positions. Yeah, that will never work out well. Okay, guys, let's draw a line under this uh, this point here. 
Um, and when we come back after the break, we will talk. We will talk about um, what needs to happen between now and of end the end of the season to secure top four. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Jurgen Klopp, and we are here in La Manga Club in La Manga. Yeah. It's a perfect place for us um, for the preparation period. We are here the fourth time in a row. Yes, it's something like our home base um, and uh, it's perfect. It's a hotel service, the people and the most important thing, the pictures are very, very good. Each year they get better and better. So we can train very concentrated and uh, hope to make our best in the, uh, yes, in the rest of the season. We have a big challenge, but with this preparation we will do it. Bye. So, okay, I'm looking at the current top six um, at the moment. We're, we're in fifth. Um, so if you look at Chelsea, okay, that's fine. They're, they're run away there, and um, I'm not sure if anybody's able to catch them. Maybe City think they might fancy a chance. I doubt that as well because I think Pep is now slowly trying to grind some results out. So they're on a form, on a form level... City uh, are looking good. Now, below us, um, the scum seem to be on a positive form as well. Uh, Maybe that's something to be worried about because they are only one point ahead of us. But interestingly, Spurs, Spurs and Arsenal are going through a crisis of confidence themselves. I mean, for Spurs, it's because after, I mean, they lost against uh, Genk uh, and they... And uh, Pochettino said that you know maybe the the game that we lost they lost at Anfield uh, against us has really uh, thrown their their team askew. And Arsenal, wow, it's it's all boiling over um, at Arsenal. Rodgers, they got Rodgers, <laughs> big time there. So it, it's good for us because these are the two teams that are directly ahead of us, and they are only one point ahead of us. So it's very tight then from point from positions two to to sixth, okay. Um, so what? Let's just like the team is in is in Spain uh, to readjust and recalibrate themselves. Um, where do you think? If I was to ask each and one of you, where do you think we are going to finish, Eric? We're going to finish second. Okay, second. Keith? Definitely second. I can't see us slipping up now. We've got all the players back. We're out of all the cup competitions. We have a week in between each game. We'll have a a good run in. Uh, Similar to the way we started the season, I think we're going to end the season. I'll be very surprised if we we don't finish in the top two. Okay, Vess? Well, I won't say second or third or fourth, but I'm sure we will be in the top four. In the top four, okay. Uh, Christian? Number three. On, on, on top, no, please. Number three. Okay. So, what needs to happen between now and then to secure seconds to fourth positions, places? <laughs> Win all the games. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we need to take advantage of, of the other others playing Europe. Uh, their their engagements in Europe begin now. Yeah, they have begun. So 
we need to take advantage of that. Plus, I don't really think Arsenal have any more European engagements, but we need to also take advantage of their their crisis at the moment. So, I think we stand a very good chance. We showed against Spurs that that our mojo is back, our game is back, uh, our motivation is back, and we just need to keep doing what we do best. Okay. okay. Anyone else? There's a couple of interesting pictures coming up because you've got City against United on the 26th. Uh, Arsenal go to Southampton as well on the 25th. I fancy, I fancy there's still going to be a couple of surprises uh, between now and the end of the year. I don't think it's all going to be plain sailing. Um, so I think we're in a good position. I think we're in a good frame of mind. Uh, in terms of all our players are back, one game a week. If we don't finish in the top four, it'll be a crime. It really will be a crime. Uh, but uh, we've got uh, the nice thing about it as well. We're playing a couple of the top uh, clubs as well in Arsenal, in City, in Everton as well. So where we tend to 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 play better as well. So I think I think we shouldn't get too downhearted of what happened. We will finish in those top four. I, I really think so. One of the one of either Spurs, a City Spurs or Arsenal are going to have to drop out of that top four if we are going to be in there. Who do you think that's going to be? Arsenal looking oh. the most vulnerable at this stage. Oh, it's definitely yeah, Arsenal. No, um, it they're in turmoil. Um, the talks of Wenger leaving or not uh, will continue um, talks of uh, Ozil and, uh, and, 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 and um, what's his name Sanchez leaving um, you know the, the thumping from Bayern that will keep hurting them for, for, for quite a, quite some time uh, players not knowing what's going to happen next season uh, if he leaves, if he stays um, lads like Walcott who have been um, the, the yeah well uh, his favorite pet um you know the, they'll be turmoil and and don't think they'll cope with it so um yeah arsenal so maybe maybe um uh, the the nail in that coffin would be arsenal not qualifying for europe i mean he's he's been doing that he's he's got arsenal qualifying for the champions league for a long time, despite not winning, like not really going for the title or faltering, uh, he's managed to get Arsenal through the line with regards to Champions League qualification. And maybe, hopefully, I mean, if it for the benefit of us at, at least, of course, we have to do our bit. But this could be the season where he doesn't, and that really signals, okay, that's the end of the Arsene Wenger period. What do you think? But it's it's really a, yeah, a, turmoil. They've got quite a tough running. They're playing us. They're playing City. Uh, they've got to go to a couple of hard away fixtures as well, uh, uh, like West Brom, Stoke. Uh, they, they they and Everton as well. They're playing. So it's it, it's going to be it's going to be tough on 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 Arsenal. They also play United. 
it, it's I don't think this league is over for any stretch of the imagination because Chelsea also have a few tough fixtures as well. And I think can see it all tightening up towards the end of the season. Uh, I think there's still a lot to play for. Um, it'll be very, very interesting. Yes, it's Chelsea's to lose at this stage, but it's quite easy. It's quite easy for people to drop points at this stage as well. Chelsea, if you, if you look at their last um, three, that's Borough, West Bromwich Albion and Sunderland. So, okay, not, not not two big shakes there. But for City, last three is Palace, City, Watford. Okay, again, not so big shakes there. Spurs, uh, West Ham, The Scum and Hull. Okay, that'll be interesting. But Arsenal, yeah, uh, Scum, Stoke and Everton. Wow. So... Uh, yeah, I think maybe they're the ones, the most likeliest candidate of uh, be, of dropping out. Uh, someone needs to. <laughs> not everyone can be in the top four. So, yeah, you see, you know, even even Chelsea, they've got to go to Everton still. They've got to play United, and there's no ways Mourinho is going to let Chelsea beat them at the toilet. He will park six double decker buses before he allows them to score goals. There's no ways he's going to get drubbed four nil by Chelsea at home. So that's going to be an interesting, interesting one. Uh, I'd like to see. I would. I'll be loved to see see what that result is going to be. Okay. So and 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 also Chelsea's got to play City as well at the bridge. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we we play we play Arsenal, we play City. Uh, that's it, actually, of the top six. Those are those are our games. Yeah. And both. You see, those are those are bonuses for us. They're the bonuses for us, the, the top teams. Bring them on. I wish we'd play all our fixtures against the top six. We'd win the league. But as you know, um, the games that we should be looking out for are not those games. <laughs> it's Leicester. Yeah, I'm worried about Leicester. <laughs> Leicester, Burnley, Bournemouth. Oh, my God. And this list goes on and on. Anyway. I'm not that worried for Leicester. Yeah, um, no, neither am I, actually. They are just... I, I know, and I'm not that worried for Burnley either. Um, away, they've picked up one point. Uh, Leicester can't can't get a goal. They're very very low on on on, um, on confidence. Um, Are they going down, Eric? It seems so, doesn't it? I mean, the way Swansea and Hull are, are getting themselves out of it. Um, well, Leicester is, is, is very, very likely to go down. Maybe Borough as well. And it, it looked so well for Borough and um, and Leicester. But um, it, it is it really isn't looking that but well. But they're still, they're still in the Champions League, huh? <laughs> yeah. What yeah. happens if they win the, win the Champions League and get relegated? <laughs> what, are the, what are the odds on that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one to five thousand. <laughs> place your bets now, please. <laughs> and that is not going to happen. You've seen the golfing quality um, with the likes of, of PSG and 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 and, um, and Bayern Munich. So um, yeah, there's no chance. Maybe City can 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 do something. Um, but you know their their new striker who came on and gave him that boost that we needed from uh, from a transfer. Well, he's out uh, until the summer, I think. So um, 
they need to rely on Aguero for all those games. So um, City's going to be in a bit of a trouble as well when the games are starting to pick up again. Just as um, a, imagine uh, if Aguero also gets injured. Uh-huh. Well, they got that uh, Nacho and that's it. <laughs> well. Hey, just as an aside, right? Um, di- digress just a little bit. Any players from Leicester that you we should be hunting for? Or well, maybe we can pick up Chilwell this time without all the shenanigans. I was about to say that. Chilwell, yeah. <laughs> how about uh, yeah. how about Mares? Or Mares and Slimani? Look, um, Slimani, very, yes. You know, if if you want a striker, that's. Um, that could potentially replace Sturridge um, in a type that you say, okay, we will play Firmino uh, as much as we can, but we will need someone who can who can also do bits and parts of that, who can also head a ball, who can also uh, play a bit like a, 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 like a nine or like a nine and a half. Um, Slimani would really do uh, do a good job there, so he could do. And if you're talking about uh, direct players, I mean, there's one very direct player there, Jamie Vardy. And the one season wonder. One season wonder. Um, but there have been quite a few so-called um, informal votes, as you could call it. I said, why don't we try for Vardy? What do you think? Wrong age. Wrong side of 20. Exactly. Yeah, I can't see us going for Vardy at all. Especially we've got a we've got a, a sort of a Vardy type player in Danny Ings already, who's much younger. If he can ever get fit, um, I can't see us. I can't see us going for Vardy at all in any form, fashion, or way. Yeah, me neither. I, I I sincerely hope not as well. Yeah, me too as well. I you know I like who we've been linked with. I like being linked with Nkaki Williams. I like as being linked with Brunt. Uh, Obama Young is, I think, a wishful thinking. I don't think uh, we're going to get him, but it's good to be linked with him. Uh, I, I, I'd like, I like what we uh, if we we can get a, a bit more pace. We've got skillful players in Firmino, Coutinho, but we've only got one really pacey uh, player in in Mane. Um, apart from Origi, but he's not established yet. And I'd like to see us bring a little bit more pace in in into the side. Like I said, we need to put that. 40 million plus one pound bid for, for Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Not, um, not, I don't know if you read it, but there's actually protests by, by uh, yes. fans of Chile. Yes. National. I would pay 50, I would they, pay 50 or 60 million for Sanchez right now. They actually demand that he leaves Arsenal. There are protests about that. Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're protesting, yeah. Why? Yeah, their solution for the now is everybody out. The board needs to go. Wenger needs to go. Ozil needs to fuck off, and Sanchez needs to go. And all the players that aren't good enough, uh, they need to go. And those who are good enough, they should <laughs> show some loyalty and stay. Is you the same Arsenal fan TV. It's absolutely brilliant at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> so opera. <laughs> and the ones that want to stay need to show loyalty. How about showing some yourself? It's hilarious. It really is. Uh, I'll take Sanchez any day of the week. Oh, me too. Yeah, man. Me too. 
Yeah, he's very good. And we can always go over the card and say, we told you so. But you didn't listen. Yeah, Klopp will stay, we, we, he will stay close to the Bundesliga and will try to fish there. Um, important players, but he he needs to rely on CL to get the most important ones, like Brandt, for example, and maybe Dawood or some somebody similar, because you can buy there at a quality at a very low price at the moment. And um, yeah, and and if you if we don't get into CL, he has to look to Poland or something. Poland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I have to say because we will not attract the key players. The key interesting players on the market. If we don't get into CL, uh, we're going to get into CL at least. We have to. With only 13 yeah. games left, no cup distractions. One game a week. I can't see us not getting to the CL. Hey guys, we we've can't. we've got five minutes left on so. the show, um, and uh, perhaps may may not necessarily be the right way to end it. But thinking about the worst case scenario, okay, um, what what happens if we fail to make Champions League? Uh, we FSG will have another, out. We will have another. <laughs> well, we we won't be out of Europe because I would think at least we would be in the Europa, okay? At least, okay. So we will be involved in Europe for in one way or another. But okay, Europa is one thing. But let's say okay, you know what? Something really goes wrong. Everything goes to shit. Everything is caca, uh, and we fail. We fall. We we don't finish in top four. What happens next to our plans? To our future? To <laughs> do we also throw? Throw everything out of the pram or what? Yeah, we mass, also mass we suicide. Form, we form a <laughs> Liverpool fan TV and start crapping all over the players in the Everybody. Basically, just go on. There's not, there's not much to it. Huh, so go accept it as it is and go on. It doesn't go. Still the club. I think the club will. Uh, I think the club will stay its course. Um, but instead of going for Williams, they will go for the Euro- Europa League version of, of Williams. They won't yeah. pay the 50 million. They will go for the 30 million variant. Um, um, st- stuff, stuff like that. They won't go all out for Van Dijk, but they will try and, and see if they can get the likes of uh, Jonathan Tha or yeah. uh, or the variety. Is there any substance, Eric? Is there any substance to this Van Dyke, or is it just the just the fans that would like Van Dyke to come? Um, rumors. It's 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 all rumors. Um, I think basically every top six side is looking at Van Dyke. Yeah. So Van Dyke is going to have uh, to make a decision, and he's he's really really good at making the right decision. Where will I play the most? Where will I? Uh, continue to develop and finally reach the pinnacle, um, one of the top three sides in Europe, uh, or make the team that I will join uh, the best team. So um, it's it's uh, uh, hard to say. Basically, you can go everywhere and be an instant hit. So um, I really think he's one of the absolute top sides in uh, top top central defenders in the world um, maybe he, he even uh, will join up with the likes of Barcelona you know they've been um, maybe, yeah. well you know one of those 4-0 uh, thumpings um, if I may digress um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronald Koeman is obviously uh, Barcelona great he's been doing very well for several teams in a row 
Um, he really wanted Van Dijk. He had Van Dijk at uh, at Southampton. He wanted him at Everton, but well, it wasn't attainable. Um, if he goes to Barcelona, I would not be. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if Van Dijk ended up instantly there, and he wouldn't look out of place as well. Well, if he makes Champions League, maybe he will come to Liverpool. We, we do have a good shout. I think we will have a better shout than um, uh, than Spurs. Um, and and we're on par with the rest. I don't think he'll go to Arsenal either. So it's it's Chelsea City uh, that's common us, I think. Mm. So, um, But he's a player that will make sound decisions. Um how will I be the better player next season? Where will I play ninety percent of the time? Um, because I'm, I haven't. He hasn't established himself for some odd reason in the Dutch national side. So he needs to go somewhere where he will play, and then he'll call to uh, what's up next year? The Euros? No, it's it's World Champions. Eighteen. I tell you what. Let's put the paper on the, over the crack. Um, it, it was the last question. I'm sorry if I if I interfere. Yeah. But um, the last question of Joe was, what 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 what's if the worst case scenario, yeah, mm. uh, becomes reality. Mm. Yeah. So no no European football. Yeah. I can't. That's, that's the worst case. Everton in front of us. Uh, the scum. Oh my God in front of us and so on <laughs> and we are number six yeah and don't go to, don't even go to the Europa what yeah that's the worst case Joe is that correct yeah if, yeah absolute worst case absolute worst so, case who, who, who wants to answer the question now <laughs> listening it's not it's, it's not gonna happen <laughs> so he doesn't want to answer the question it's going to be the same if we don't have the Europa League um, we will do something similar that we did this year we will um, replace some of the um, some of the fringe players like the Lucas and Morenos with a better version of them, hopefully one or two starters in and, and that's it and we go again no Europe for me is better than Europa League to be honest. Actually what I'm more worried about is the effect that would have on say um, the, yeah, the, the aura of Klopp the aura around Klopp. And the, as, there as, will be a lot of moaning, there'll be a lot of bitching, there will uh, be hysterical phone-ins, there'll be arguments on the radio. Oh, it, it'll go below. If we, don't, if we don't get in to Europe next year, there's going to be a lot of discord. Yeah. I agree with that, but I also but, but agree I with, what with, you said, with what you said, that it, it won't happen. No, I don't. I can't see it happening in a million years. Me we will either. be playing champions. We will be playing Champions League next year. Yeah. Christian, you were saying something. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have any problem strategically if we don't get to Europe. Of course, I. I would be disappointed if we don't get the results. And it would be fantastic if we could see our team, uh, our beloved team in the Champions League, playing the best teams, and. Um, who are almost as good as us, of course. And um, But um, strategically, it's exactly the same happening that, that Klopp did in Germany twice, and successfully, yeah. he builds a team, and it takes years. 
and I see the academy players over the time with uh, some preseason training, yeah, and more time to spend on the on the uh, pitch along with the, with the first teamers. I see them growing into the game, and I see more young players coming from all over Europe, mainly Germany and Poland, I think, but doesn't have to be uh, um, just from there and I see a team growing and I, I love to see that process that long-term process that's exactly what many fans many supporters don't have the patience for so it's fascinating I yeah well you're in a this is a club that's been winning um, everything and then suddenly we stopped doing that but we're still the biggest side in in, in, in English football um, and we're all about winning trophies. So every yeah. year we haven't won a trophy, Liverpool has had a failure of a season. Mm. Um, we've heard that uh, we're building um, about 10, 15 times, correct me if I'm wrong, Keith. Um, yep. So <laughs> it's growing. You're tired um, of that. Yeah, we are. Um, and, and rightfully mm. so, especially when you see that Leicester, without building anything, and just spending on the right players and doing the right things at the right times uh, wins you the, that league that we haven't won in 27 years. So while you're not wrong, um, we're done if, waiting. If we weren't Liverpool, Rafa would still be here and he would still be at the club and we would have a dynasty. Uh, with what he did under the circumstances that he did it under, uh, mm. the, he would not have been forced out of Liverpool uh, we just had these awful, the awful uh, Texans and uh, Hicks and Gillette come in. Yeah. I can't see us getting rid of Klopp. Uh, Klopp is fantastic for the club. He will make a success, but we all have to be realistic. The fans and everybody else around us demand success, and it means playing in Champions League next year. And we need to. It, it's a, it's a, it will be an abject failure if we don't get into Champions League. I'm sorry, yeah. but it will be an abject failure if we don't do that. I, I, At the very least. I agree there, something? yeah. yeah. Uh, when Klopp uh, <clears throat> came to Dortmund, uh, I believe he hadn't won any trophies at that point. Correct. And he wa there, there wasn't that much hype uh, when he arrived. Yes, because and nobody expected uh, such a big success he had later on. Exactly. It was, a, it was a great success with Mainz, but he also failed. That's yeah, why they finished. But that success at Dortmund is exactly what uh, raised the expectation expectations that were already high at Liverpool. Yeah, uh, they, they were raised even higher with with that that history of his at Dortmund, mm. and so it, it, it's a completely different kind of pressure pressure at Liverpool than it was for him in, uh, at Dortmund those seven eight, eight years ago. Yeah. Mm. You know, we, yeah. are, we are fifth in revenue, we're fifth in everything, we're fifth in, in transfer money, etc., etc., etc. We are fifth in everything and we're also fifth in the league and everybody's saying Liverpool is punching below their weight. Way. I think every every reasonable you know, fan, I think every reasonable exactly fan. exactly we should be and we don't like that, but it's the reality. Um, but we don't like that, so when we got in club, um, we suddenly thought, well, now... All the big guys are coming to us, you know. Um, nobody will will think twice. Well, of course they're going to think twice, and that's why it's so important that we get into the Champions League. Then we move on from 100%. team that's that's been in the Champions League once uh, in the last seven or eight years, and then we'll mm -hmm. suddenly be, oh, hold on, 
these guys, they've been in Champions League twice, and they've been in the finals of the Europa League in the last three years. And that's the new reality then. And that will uh, get you, the better player, to say, okay, hold on. With reasonable uh, reasonable money, um, and uh, they've 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 got a good squad together, and I can I can I'm good enough to play in there. Um, good manager, good side, everything's there. Champions League, good money. Yeah, I'll have a go. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe if we get into uh, Champions League, um, we can get the likes of Jan Oblak, Inaki Williams, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's go and make yeah. that happen. Yeah, I just want to say right. something else. Uh, every reasonable fan wants to see the club progress. So we've been on the same spot for for years now. Uh, Rogers obviously failed to take us to, to that that next step, and that's yeah. something we all expect from Klopp. So uh, mm-hmm. I believe uh, if we do not make Europe, that that is what will happen. People will start seeing us stagnating again, not moving anywhere. And that could, yeah. like Joe said, that that could do some damage to his aura. All yeah, right, guys, we I, have to we I, have to end yeah. this uh, we have to end this show. Um, thanks, thanks very much. We could we could go on. I mean, I think this is a very good discussion to have, and we could continue this, I guess, <laughs> in the next on the next show. But for this one, um, we're just about out of time. Thank you very much for your for your contributions, for your views, um, and as always, it has been a blast. Thank you very much, and good night all. Not with unbearable sorrow to run where the brave dare not go. Nobody's going to hear it, but you might as well finish your point now. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to add that the, the pressure that I, I couldn't see us firing Klopp at, at any point this season or in the summer or something like that, but it would definitely increase the pressure for next season, and if if the failure repeats next season, then I very well could see us give him the sack next summer. Wow. Yeah, it, and on yeah, that yeah, bombshell... To right the unrightable wrong To love pure and chaste from afar To try when your arms are too weary To reach the unreachable star This is my quest To follow that star No matter how hopeless No matter how far To fight for the right Without question or pause To be willing to march into hell For a heavenly cause And I know if I'll only be true To this glorious quest That my heart will lie peaceful and calm When I'm laid to my rest One man scorned and covered with scars still strove with his life.
Still strove with his last ounce of courage. 